Happy Sunday. Also, Happy New Year's. I hope you had a wonderful time celebrating with friends and family. For the new year, we know that God is still in control. And also, we have great topics to continue to dive into. And today, we have Chase Levitt on to discuss everything pertaining to the Dr. Robert Malone interview that happened with Joe Rogan. Today, we are going to break down barriers concerning the FDA, vaccination processing, mass formation, psychosis, and so much more. I am Anna Morris, and this is The Wake Up Conservative. Welcome back. Today we have Chase Levitt with us and we are going to be talking about um, the FDA, the truth on medicine, and then also how it has to do with the World Health Organization and also the World Economic Forum. So Chase, do you want to introduce yourself to us real quick? Yeah. So I'm Chase Levitt. Um, I'm from Utah. I am a sophomore in high school and I just started a podcast a couple weeks ago called The Conservative and I think I really just started that to put another voice in the movement to take our country back. Right. And so, yeah. That's awesome. And I'm so excited to have another person who has a podcast, um, especially because I'm in high school as well. So it's very encouraging to have more yeah. young voices in the conservative movement. So that's amazing. So let's start off with talking about the whole podcast today is about Dr. Malone. Um, he actually had a interview on Joe Rogan's podcast, and it was just shocking and eye-opening, really, to um, see all of, and also listen, to all of the things he was talking about. He's a virologist, he's an immunologist, um, and as he said on the podcast, he was the lead scientist in the mRNA technologies. I think do we want to talk about how he got kicked off of Twitter? Let's start with that. Yeah, um, I think, honestly, anybody who goes against what the left or in their narrative, mm-hmm. they're going to be questioned. And he definitely, during the interview, showed a lot of, said a lot of things that were against their narrative. And so I think that, obviously, Twitter being a left organization, they are going to kick him off. And I think it, they're just trying to take away our freedom of speech in any way they can, because they, because we're not part of their narrative. Right. Um, And I think that also that really speaks to Twitter. We've talked about this in the past that they took uh, Donald Trump off of Twitter, but they didn't take leading terrorist organizations off of Twitter. That really speaks to the character of these organizations, the people who are running them. It is quite um, an immoral stance, and so it's not, um, and I mean, that's their choice. It's their um, platform. They get to decide who gets to be on there and who doesn't, but as Americans, I think we should still fight for the freedom of speech, you know, so to be on those platforms. And that's something that I think in the conservative movement we've talked about lately is, should we get off of Instagram? Should we get off of Facebook? Should we get off of Twitter and just move over to Getter? But I think, and you can give your opinion on this, but I think that we should still stay on these platforms. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, these platforms give us a chance to um, give our voice and give our opinions and our views. I think that we can't let the fact that they are threatening to take us off of them and uh, silence us take or take us away from them because I feel like we have every right to be on them and mm-hmm. those are the ways that we can get our voices out there and our voices need to be heard too. So Right, and it also establishes community. Um, I think Turning Point is a great way to start um, PragerU. There's all these different organizations and um, that really solidifies that community. And so when we have that, when we're on the social media platforms, that's a way to speak out against the left, but then also get connected with those who are in the movement as well. Let's talk a little bit about the history of the FDA. I have a few articles. If you want to start us off on that. Um, Yeah, so I feel like uh, over the past 30 years or so, the last few decades, the FDA has really, their bar for quote-unquote safe has been equally, or has been really low. Right. Um, I saw that they, every week there's about 53,000 excess hospitalizations Mm. and 2,400 excess deaths just from uh, prescription drugs. And that, and I think that's something that we need to be aware of and realize that they're, they might not be taking the exact steps that they need to be to be giving us safe uh, medicine and vaccines. Right. And the word they use all the time, especially on the news and media, they say safe and effective. That's their line. That's their quota where they put that out to the American public and they say, oh, it's safe and effective, take our shot, right? And that's um, their narrative, I guess that's what we would say and call it. Um, But this is the article we were talking of and it was from Harvard. So um, they are a leading university that does scientific studies and they were saying there was a forthcoming article from the special issue of the Journal of Law, Medicine, and Ethics that presented that evidence of about 90% of all new drugs approved by the FDA or over the past 30 years are little or no more effective to patients than existing drugs. So it seems like there is no um, innovation when it comes to drugs that they are just okaying it without the process. And we're, we're going to talk about the process of what a vaccine has to go through to be quote-unquote safe and effective and even then because we are human and because science is out of our realm um there are still so many things we don't know about science that there are still there is still a um level of risk when it comes to taking medicine and taking vaccines so i think that was a pretty good sum of the fda just kind of kind of establishing that um they do not necessarily are like they do not have the level of standards that we expect so moving on let's talk about um what um and this is something that really shocked me was the mm the mrna vaccine so we have um on december 11th of 2020 the fda issued an emergency use authorization for the use of the pfizer vaccine and then also on december 18th of 2020 the FDA issued the same um, emergency use authorization for the use of the Moderna vaccine. They were issued in quite a short time. 
I guess, right? Yeah. I think yeah. we would agree on that. We were kind of, I remember sitting and watching the news at that time being like, why are they processing this so fast? This has been the fastest vaccine. Um, so. Yeah. I, um, I was just, um, when I was researching stuff, I came across that, um, the fastest, uh, vaccine production in U.S. history was back in the 60s mm -hmm. for mumps, and that took four years. Yes. So it, it shows how fast they got us out and how much we don't know right. about it. Right, and to be clear, it did come out during the Trump administration with Operation Warp Speed. That's something that people put that on Biden's administration. Biden's just the one who brought out um, more of the mandates. He's more yeah. mandatory. The thing that we have to realize is that we did have a leader in office that did push forward on something that could have been detrimental. To go on to Dr. Malone's interview he was constantly being canceled by the cdc and the world health organization why do you think that is um i think that just goes back to where um he was banned off twitter right. um the cdc and the world health organization have become so politically woke and they and he didn't fit their narrative he went against them and made them look worse and, you know, the CDC, they've been focusing way too much on the left agenda and the left narrative, and they just need to be focusing more on the helping the people of the United States and getting safe and effective um, medical information out there. And so I just think it's just simply he didn't fit their narrative. And, and that's my argument to a lot of um, canceling and being kicked off things is it, it simply just you don't fit their narrative or their agenda. Yeah, that's right on. And also, I think that to point out hypocrisy, I really like doing this because um, it really takes off the blindfold. Um, the name of this podcast is The Wake Up Conservative. We want to wake up to any hypocrisy that's happening. And so to point that out a little bit, Dr. Malone, he's a scientist. He's a doctor. He has a doctorate degree. Why are they canceling someone with a so much credentials? I mean, even though he was the person who uh, was behind the science of the mRNA vaccine, which I could disagree with, um, still, Twitter has really been... Um, hardcore when it comes to those with credentials and it's quite scary um we shouldn't be deleting these people who know what they're talking about basically um one of the things they said was that he was anti-vax um and i would disagree with this and i think chase would too that he supported it he even talked about in joe rogan's interview that he supports the vaccine he got the vaccine he was the one behind it it doesn't make sense that he would be anti-vax but when I was researching and Chase was researching, I think um, we both came into a situation where everything that the news and media came out with was against Dr. Malone and saying he was anti-vax, he's crazy, he's a um, he was a conspiracy theorist for saying any of the scientific proof that he gave during that interview. Um, what do yeah. you have to say for that, Chase? 
Um, so, like you said, he he's very much not anti-vax, as he was uh, behind the creation of the mRNA vaccine and and all that. But in the media, they just try to spin everything to what they want to believe and what they think, even though he during during that interview with Joe Rogan, um, all he did was just expose the the I want to call it evil behind the right. the vaccine process and the and that stuff and and the, the media they're gonna spin it because he's back again not following their narrative right. and so they're gonna figure out any way just to say oh he's anti-vax oh he he doesn't whatever but i just think it's really just the media doing what they do best and that is spinning things to their to their to what they want you're absolutely right so this is the main thing that i was really just um shocked by and i think a lot of people have been shocked by this um when dr malone talked about mass formation psychosis let's talk about that what I took from it is mass formation psychosis. Dr. Malone referred to it as um, something that happened in Germany in the 20s and 30s mm-hmm. from the Nazis. Um, basically, in simple terms, from what I understand, it is basically the higher ups, politicians, whatever, using fear as a hypnosis tactic, mm-hmm. basically. Because when they put fear into somebody, when you have anxiety or fear about something, you will, you have irrational thoughts and you're not thinking right. So the, the politicians, uh, they're taking advantage of that and using it to control mm-hmm. uh, the people. So. And what do you think their goal is with that? What's their end? I, I think their goal is just to take power right. because I, that's what the left wants. That's what they want to have all the power and the control, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I wanted to add um, with definitions because I read an article that said that Joe Rogan's interview was amazing, but he didn't, Dr. Malone didn't put any proof in it, which I would highly disagree with. But if we're going to make that argument, let's let's talk about the definition of mass formation psychosis. So with the, after he got banned off of Twitter, Joe Rogan asked him on and Dr. Malone was um, talking and he was, like Chase said, he was describing to him how Germany quickly changed their mentality in the 20s and 30s while World War II was going on. This was Nazi Germany. Um, and highly educated individuals were continuing to turn drastically to what the Nazis were saying. And so the only, um, and he answered his own question by saying the answer to this is mass formation mass formation psychosis sorry guys so malone continued by saying um when you have a society that has become like band together from each other and has free-floating anxiety which we have seen constantly in america we see that everyone is anxious about oh what decision do i need to make to keep everyone healthy because apparently that is our job to keep everyone we know healthy supposedly um and that that's sarcasm but um so there's anxiety in the uh society and then a sense that brings 
things that don't make sense and we can't understand it. And then their attention gets focused by leaders or series of events on one small point, just like hypnosis. So they're basically in a state of hypnosis and they literally become hypnotized and can be led anywhere. So that is Dr. Mullen's definition. And the one that I found that was a little bit deeper, um, and it's pretty word for word, but um, to be more specific, mass formation has been used in the place of terms called mob psychology, which basically means that um, it re represents a large group of people that can be influenced by individuals' behavior. So, and then psychosis is the definition by the National Institute of Mental Health, which defines it as conditions that affect the mind where there have been some loss of contact with reality. And I think if we plug that back into right now, this time right now, it makes complete sense. It's quite scary. I find it quite scary. Do you find it quite scary? It is scary. Yes. Um, everything about this whole thing is scary. Because right. we don't we don't know what they're trying to do, and they're just trying to take control, and that is scary. Yeah, and I I see it as like a movie, like like kind of like a movie where they they describe it as a chess game or something like that, where we are all yeah. little pawns in their scheme, which um, I think that would be quite accurate to say that. So. It's quite scary. I want to talk about um, keeping the faith when that comes into play, when we finally figure out, when we wake up to the love's narrative that we have been played basically this whole time. Um, as someone of faith, I want to encourage you, if you're listening, that this is not where we find our truth. We find our hope and our truth in the Bible. That's our source of truth. Um, and we have to know, even though this is happening here on earth, have an eternal perspective knowing that this is not the end justice will prevail that's what god says in revelation he is the ultimate um he will bring the final justice and so let's um close out on talking about the ways that the fda goes through making a vaccine safe and effective um i could start us off um so the general stages of development for the cycle of the vaccine are um, the explorer stage, the preclinical stage, the clinical development, which is one of the biggest stages that takes most of those years. Like you said, one of the shortest vaccines um, time that they researched it was four years. That's quite a long time. That's where that happens in that clinical development stage. They have the regulatory review and approval stage and then stages that come after is the manuf manufacturing and the quality control. Um, and then clinical development is a three phase process. During phase one is small groups of people rece receiving the trial vaccine. Sorry guys. Um, in phase two, the clinical study is expanded and vaccine is given to people who have characteristics such as age and physical health. So it's broadening that search. I would uh, explain that in like simpler terms is broadening more experiments on it to make sure it is okay to give out to a mass population. Um, and then in phase three, the vaccine is given to thousands of people and tested for efficiency and safety. Really, I think, you know, they have their steps to creating a safe vaccine for the population. Uh, and, but I feel like with this COVID vaccine, I think Dr. Malone exposed this is that they didn't follow through with all the steps. Mm -hmm. They, they have been, I think we're, as American citizens are just being used as test subjects almost. Right. 
to see if it works and to see if and basically ultimately lead to them taking over and and gaining the power that they want. Correct. Um, and let's sum it up really quickly with talking about, I really wanted to get to this because I think they are the basis behind how all of this is being funded. Um, the World Economic Forum. That's something we hear here and there, um, either on the news, sometimes they say it, sometimes they don't. I think it's sometimes a slip up when they talk about it on the news because they're this, uh, it's international, it's an international company that um, basically, you can kind of think about it as the UN a little bit, where they are talking to every single country, they have ties to every single country, making sure that their agenda is basically platformed throughout every single country that exists on the earth. And so um, there's four fundamentals to what they call the Great Reset. Let's talk about that. All right, so um, what I found, and I went and looked at uh, their, their website, tried to get um, an understanding. Um, one thing, one of their number one things on their four fundamental points or whatever mm -hmm. uh, is that they're trying to change our mindset which you see what is what the media tries to do all the time right they're trying to um, put this make everyone believe what they want us to believe they want everyone to believe what they think they want everyone to believe their narrative and I think if if it gets to the point that they change our mindsets to a point where it's it's not going to be good and it it's, it's going to be unsafe and and just not good yeah um That's, and it's modern day propaganda i think that yeah. um we look back at world war ii i'm a big believer in learning from history and so when we look back at history especially world war ii it talks about um how people just fell in line. They fell in line. They said what um, all the people in power believed. They believed as well. So modern day propaganda, we have to look out for that. Um, and then there's four other stages. Well, there's three other stages because we named the first one, but the second one is creating new metrics, which basically is measuring what people will change. Um, it's a new way of distributing money and funds. So basically when I read on their website, it was it sounded like socialism, basically, like giving people health care. Um, let's distribute all the funds to everyone. That sounds great, right? That sounds great. Yeah. Let's have free health care, you know? Um, but where is that coming from? That's coming from the people who are actually working, who are going out and getting jobs. That's not going to last for forever. We're going to end up like countries like Cuba. And that's not where we want to be, I don't think. I hope so. Um, and so the last two are the design of new if uh, efficiencies um, and that's where you um, what you pay for so it encourages risky investments it's basically working with the stock market which is something that I think is quite interesting they put that on there because I I have a feeling they are trying to go towards a cashless society so I think that when they get these big people with these big sums of money to invest that's where the stock market might crash. Um, there might be some things that we have seen in the past that have happened financially to countries that could go totally sideways. 
And then the last one was build a genuine connection, which is very interesting that they want connection, even though they put us in lockdowns and they continue to mandate yeah. things. Um, that's quite ironic, especially in New York, um, who talk about the World Economic Forum all the time, which is, again, ironic because they shouldn't be talking about the background stuff that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I always laugh on TV um, when Biden talks about the quiet stuff that shouldn't be talked about, but... I, I don't think he understands what's going on at all. So um, he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. So um, those are the four fundamentals to the Great Reset. There's so much more we could talk about, and hopefully we will do an updated episode on this. But thank you so much, Chase, for joining me today. Um, it's been an honor to get to talk to you. Yeah, no problem. It was an honor to have uh, to be on here today. Of course. Thank you. Thank you.